on sale two minutes ago in the website searcenter.com is already experiencing very heavy traffic. I'm in a virtual r waiting room. I think like that's a good Matrix. sign though, right? It is. Yeah, probably good sign. Or Flip's still not booked. With 9,000 something people, hopefully. How do you feel right now, Code? Honestly, just fucking nervous and scared. Yeah. A little boy. I feel like a little a boy in a suit. But it's such a good feeling. Yeah. What about that press conference? Wild West. It was wild. wild. It was wild. <laughs> it was wild, but it's a genuine moment right now. Yeah, Flip, I put you through the table. How was that? I don't want to talk about it. It's <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Stiffest table I've ever taken. Scotty! That's awesome. That's oh, nuts. that's nuts. We gotta, we gotta do, we gotta do a vlog. We have to. I'm already rolling. Holy, what are we? Tell let's see. Tell uh, what happened. Forty-nine minutes. We're, we're well, it sold out in thirty minutes. minutes. Oh, jeez. It sold uh, out in thirty. minutes. I don't know if we could officially say it. It is. I just it's tried to buy a ticket. I think we have to technically <laughs> we just, wait until we get the call yeah. from the box office. But it looks good. It looks like it sold out. The hype has lived, and it's crazy. It's crazy. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses, Josh Custodio. Justin, they do want some. They do want some. They do? They do, yeah. And unlike uh, uh, part of a piece of AJ Styles, the, the people want top marks this week. Yeah. They want some, they want some. It would be a shame. It would be tragic for us if they didn't want none. Can you imagine if they, when we put out the episode, if it was just a slew of responses, I don't want none, no, I don't want none. Yeah, please put it away, sir. I'm not scared, homie, but I still don't want none. Take this back from where it came. <laughs> these, are, these are the reactions that I, uh, to be honest, sort of expected when we first launched this show, was uh, no one is asking for this. Why are you doing it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, frankly, you know, I don't know, but uh, it's very fun, and uh, I'm happy that that's, we're here. Yeah, that's why we do it every week, just to get together, have a good time with a hashtag good friend, and uh, uh, hopefully the world will enjoy it as well. Yeah, I mean, the whole world's listening. That's what I always say about our show. <laughs> the, <laughs> the numbers certainly reflect that. <laughs> the population of the world is in the 200s, right? That's... Uh, yes, I've been uh, living in a post-apocalyptic uh, <laughs> society. I I just wander down to abandoned grocery stores and take what I can. That's right. Yeah. Try to make as little noise as possible. My information about the population comes from the documentary uh, The Road. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's where I get uh, my population numbers yeah. from. So far as I can tell, actually, the population of the world is about... I don't know, fifteen to 20,000 or so, <laughs> and it seems to follow WWE everywhere they go, every week. Every arena is yeah. full of the entire world's population. Exactly. Welcome to Top Marks. <laughs> Just like you said, Justin, this is a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast, but can we, can we say firmly... This is a throwback to our day one listeners here. For those of you who don't understand, in the intro, there used to be another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. Yes. And it went, what, three episodes deep? 
And I, I think it came back and made some more. Yeah, I think we woke them from slumber at some yeah, point. Yeah, we poked the bear a little bit. I feel like we haven't shit on them enough in the, the recent episodes in case they're still alive. Oh, so really? I feel like we, we definitely are. We've always been the better show. Yeah, we're the superior top marks. There's no question about that. By every metric. We're the, absolutely the best podcast called Top Marks. And I mean, who else can say that? Yes. That's uh, rarefied air that we're in. Justin, we are a wrestling podcast. Every week we cover the... Top three. Biggest uh, topics in the wide world of wrestling. But this week, and many weeks, no, we're not. We're only going <laughs> to cover two this week. Yes. Uh, uh, as the questions pour in, and they're, they're so good week in and week out, it becomes sort of a battle to fit in all three rounds and a bunch of questions without the show being six hours long. And also, i got to go to work in a couple hours here, so we got to keep a, a tight ship. Wow, really, really pulling the curtain back on that one. <laughs> hey, eh? you took a business call before we started. That, that is took true. a long time. It did, I'm sorry. We could have done a whole round during that call, bud. It is solely my fault. No, it's okay. I told you you could take it. It's true. It's Just, my fault. Blame me. I am going to blame you, actually. <laughs> Uh, it's 100% your fault. Justin, speaking of work, we had a sort of a, an asteroid hit planet top marks this week. Yes, of course. Uh, something that we've been dedicating some time to each and every week is, mm-hmm. of course, promoting my big event each week. Every Monday week. night, raw at the penny. Commercial and gravely. Four to eight. Three dollar fries. Volume on. Four dollar beer. <laughs> Seven dollar double highballs. Justin, should I come this week? Uh, no, please do not come this week or, or ever again uh, because I have been let go from uh. my position as Penny Bartender uh. because the Penny has been let go from this earth. <laughs> uh, They've been fired from existing. Yes. Uh, the bar closed yeah. and is under new management or new ownership. It's going to be closed for a while and then it will reopen to something different. And uh, I don't work there anymore, unfortunately, but it's it's over. Monday nights at the Penny is now over. I want to say a couple things here. First of all, you, you seem sort of dour and sad about this, which is very understandable. It was a fun job. Uh, no question. I just want to say that I'm I, – I don't mean to sound – uh, patronizing when I say proud of you, maybe happy for you is a better way, but you really got that thing rocking and rolling and like gave a breath of life into the Vancouver wrestling community. I think that's something to really be proud of. That's and really nice of you to say. I mean it. And so, uh, you know, I, I think it was maybe a case of too little, too late saving that place because Mondays you got rocking. It was earning, but it seemed like that was maybe one of the only things that was working there. So, uh, yeah, maybe a little bit. They should have promoted you to owner <laughs> <laughs> seven nights a week wrestling. I don't know, I don't know about that. What? Though I was putting the Fight Network on the TVs on Tuesdays when I was working Tuesdays uh, there, too. But it sounds like things were like all up Classic New Japan matches. So I just want to say that I will never be going to commercial and gravely again as a sign of solidarity. Oh, I appreciate that. Even as it opens as a bar called Josh Custodio's Place. Mm-hmm. Uh, actually, this- You bought it? I wasn't going to break this on the show, but you, I did. <laughs> you shut down, Rob. <laughs> At the penny, you bastard. I felt like too much of your attention was going to that and not the show. Uh, <laughs> Justin, do you want to know what... This feels like uh, when Shane McMahon <laughs> appeared on the end of the final Nitro. You were Mr. C, Josh? <laughs> uh, Justin, do you want to know what the two rounds we're going to be talking about this week I would are? love it if you would inform me of that. In round number one, I don't know if you heard about this, Justin, but uh, All In, this event that's going on in uh, Chicago. I've heard of it. Yeah, some people, Cody Rhodes and the, the young men are... Uh, 
running their own independent show. We've talked about it on this show. We, I think our listeners know that you are going to All In. Yes. They sold out all 10,000 seats from how I understand in, what was it, 29? 29 minutes and 40 seconds. Yeah, we, we got to talk about that and dissect uh, all the parts because to do that without announcing any matches is a real triumph and a lot to dive into there. And then around number two, Justin, I think uh, that uh, Daniel Bryan's return has been met with, at least from what I can tell, not mixed reviews, but some people have some real hard criticisms of how he's being used, what his return has been like. I think we need to devote 15 minutes to talking about the good man, Daniel Bryan. What do you say? Yeah, I think we could do that for sure. And then the, we're not going to do a round on Enzo Amore this week because I don't think either of us especially feel like talking about that for 15 minutes. Yeah, but it would be remiss to not not at least touch on it off the top here. What was your initial reaction with Enzo? Not being innocent, I guess, but, but at least being, uh, what do you say, unsure? charge yeah i mean he's uh he's yeah he's not there will be no charges pressed in this case so i first of all uh you know there were a lot of weird things about this one from the beginning i think we, i don't know if we talked about it on the show we, in the immediate after in the immediate aftermath but there was like a bunch of like screen grabs and I talked about text messages. Yeah, you did talk about Because I this. watched that YouTube channel of who the girl was and her best friend and all this. Yeah. I so went deep down the rabbit it hole. It seemed a bit suspect, but I also want to say that not being charged in a rape case is also not being found innocent. Because yeah. it is so often that charges are laid in rape cases where you know the, the guy did do it. So I don't want to come out and say... Enzo Amore found innocent, right? Uh, and I don't want to celebrate him or make him out to be like a victim, but uh, you know, clearly, uh, this is not maybe what we thought it was. It's so tough for me because Enzo just comes across as someone that I would find so unlikable in real life. Exactly. That, and I, I know that that can't weigh in in a situation like this, and I need to disassociate that. But it's so like I, rem I think my initial reaction was like, oh yeah, Enzo's a rapist. Of that, course, like, of course, and of course I, he is. Why wouldn't he be? I know, just look at him. I know how awful that is. Yeah, I yeah. fully recognize that that isn't how you can deal with it. But I, I personally, I don't know that I can just say, oh, free and clear, rehire him, WWE. Yeah, I don't. And, and I don't know that that's the exact reason why he was fired anyways. It was certainly the final straw. But yeah. clearly there were problems with him in the lead up to it as well. And also they didn't like that this was like a surprise that was dropped on them the day of Raw 25. Yeah. Uh, like I think the timing is huge on that. And also the fact that like, you know, the the statement that was put out by his lawyer said that he did not know until they knew either. That's interesting. I don't know about that, you know? It's like, it's like who can say... Because, you know, what the police said was just kind of more generally we're not pursuing charges in this matter, but if more evidence were to come to light it would be reopened. We're not doing a full round, Justin, so I don't want to explore that too, too much, but I do agree. Like, do you want to take these things, like, do you have to take them at face value or can you go with your gut a little bit? Like, is there a gray zone? I, I don't have any of the answers to that. Would you chastise TN or uh, Impact for picking up Enzo Amori? Um, I mean, they seem to have no problem doing it with no matter who, right? Like, isn't Rich Swan now working for he Impact? He is, yeah. Rich Swan, um, uh, with Callahan. Callahan. Yeah. You know, that just seems to be their thing is like, we're desperate enough that if you're talented, it, we'll take you. And maybe this is where the line is for me. I don't feel like right there now. There were some allegations against Moose also at one point. Really? When it looked like he was going to go to WWE and that's why he's in I didn't know Impact that. That's now. interesting. 
I do think that maybe a line should be drawn be- between Sammy Callahan and Rich Swan and Enzo Amore. Yeah, Them abs- being, yeah, for uh, sure. But I, I totally get the comparison. I agree. T- or Impact does not seem to have a problem with it. But there is people who have like decidedly been like, you did this. Here's the case. Here's At your At the support. same time, though, like when we were talking glowingly about Enzo when we were doing the show last summer, it wasn't about his wrestling. It no. was about his acting. Right. Like, he was like delivering tremendous performances really on the microphone. Uh, and if that's and like in that regard, I don't really care to see Enzo return to wrestling. Yeah, it's not like he has more to offer between the ropes. Yeah, what's the Enzo feud you're dying to see? There's nothing that I want to see from him in the ring. Him so and Bobby Lashley, maybe. If if he were to like re-enter <laughs> entertainment, but like try to just be an actor. Wasn't he going to be a rapper? Wasn't that a thing for a while? I don't, I'm not sure. I think he was like in the studio with The Weeknd at one point. You know who is putting out an album? Oh, no. Elias. Like, for real? Yeah. I, he talked about it on Table for Three. I watched Table for Three with Elias, Jarrett, and Road Dog. Is it like a joke album? Uh, he said there's a couple originals on there. And oh, there's my some covers. God. And there's, he's also got like the full recording of his set that he played on Bourbon Street in New Orleans, uh, WrestleMania week. If somehow he could get nominated for a Grammy, it would change my life. Oh, my God. It would be great. I do recommend watching that Table for Three, though. I, I, I've actually been meaning awesome to. on it. So, Justin, that's what we got to say about that. We've got two rounds, and the first show in a while, we have both a Keep It or Kick It and a Sunday Night Tweet. Yeah, and we're switching it up a little bit. Yes, yes. uh, You're the the dungeon master for Sunday Night Tweet this week. I am, so Uh, look forward to that. But first of all, you're going to look forward to to round number one. Round one. Fight. All in, all in, all in. All in, all in, all in. All in. <laughs> Justin, you are all in. I am all in. Cody Rhodes is all in. He is all the in. The Young Bucks are all in. He, they are all in. There's a lot of people who are all in, Justin. Yeah, and some listeners of this show also. I'm going to be going with a listener of this show. That's amazing. Yeah. Before we dive into the round, I have to say this, uh, and we'll get into your process buying the tickets because I'm interested in this. Yes. But can we give a shout out to a bunch of the good friends who you tweeted about some troubles finding a ticket? It would, Dude, I'm sure a lot of people had troubles finding tickets. That was the most frustrating ticket buying process. I've had maybe in my entire life. But I felt like, like some of the listeners took it as a call to arms. That they did. It, I was I was blown away at how many were like, Justin, you can here, come sit with me, buy this one, I got a spare. My damn heart was warmed. Yeah, it was pretty nice. Uh, uh, just like a great... It, I was really heartened in general to see like my wrestling community mm. as a whole. And, and that certainly extends to this show, but beyond it as well, and to like, all of the... Little group chats and yeah. and people wrestling people that I know on Twitter and whatnot, uh, all just looking out for each other, all making sure that everybody got a seat and you know these people selling tickets. Everybody's selling tickets to each other at cost. Oh man! Because we, I, I bought them just because I could get them because. Yeah. Like, I had such a, a hard time, and I knew that there were people out there having the same. And I didn't sell it at a profit. I didn't make any sort of, like, I am not scalping. I helped my fellow fans. See, I saw a lot of people. And I had the... my fellow fans help me as It's well. amazing, right? I, I saw so many, fa- the words face value uh, going around on these uh, ticket sales. Where, hey, hit me up, this sort of thing. Really, really cool. Yeah, because, uh... I mean, a ton of people crediting scalping for the sellout. Right. And I just, I don't think that's true at all. I saw, now I haven't done any follow-up on this. I saw somebody saying there was like an absurdly little amount of resale tickets on StubHub. I don't know if that's still true. I did see some on, uh, I saw a bunch of screen grabs going around of 
of tickets going around on like secondary ticket sites like that. Not at, at pretty like high inflation. Uh, so there definitely was some of that. Okay, but I do th- like you don't sell ten thousand tickets to scalpers. No, uh, not unless you're LC Sound Systems last show at uh, Madison Square Garden. But <laughs> hey, that's uh, that's for the people out there. Justin, walk me through this buying experience and what made it so frustrating. Okay, uh, I don't think that they had any idea how popular this was going to be. Right. Otherwise, they would not have sold tickets through the Sears Center's <laughs> own ticketing site, which I guarantee you has never seen the kind of traffic it saw on Sunday. And not to interject so quickly here, but you were saying that you think they maybe weren't expecting it. Mike was just telling me that uh, Cody Rhodes didn't expect it. Yeah, uh, he was on the Edge and Christian podcast and right. talked about how they expected to hit 5,000 within the first week. Right, and was that sort of where your expectations were too for where this would go? Yeah, I mean, I, I thought it would sell out. I thought they would sell 10,000, but I thought they would do it uh, like in a month or a month and a half okay. or so. Well, all out myself then is thinking that I thought they would sell out, but I didn't think it, I thought it would be like a week of we filled up but, the last but seat. I also knew that I was going to be waiting breathlessly over my laptop the moment the clock hit to try right. and get the best ticket I possibly could. Let's go back a step. When you saw the prices released for these tickets, what were your initial thoughts? I think for myself, lower than I was expecting. Same I, for you? I, I was shocked yeah. uh, at how low the prices were, that it was not going to cost me very much at all to like get a fantastic seat. And I know that there was like a backlash to that a little bit. Did you feel that at all, this backlash? I mean, this a twinge... You know, and, and also just like announcing that Punk would be on a signing the day before sure. or whatever. These little, you know, cheap tricks to boost the number. It's like, the, you already have my money no matter what the price is. At least, like, let my dedication be rewarded <laughs> before you, you know, just do whatever you can to sell as many things as possible. It's almost a weird thing to complain about. Like, oh, the pricing's too low. But I was actually sympathetic to people doing it. Like, that the barrier to entry is so low, it is going to make it harder to get a ticket. What was the most expensive one you get? Like, 170 US? Is uh, that right? One... Thirty something. Is like, that right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was pretty low, and the cheapest tickets were like twenty. So Shit. they they knew that they were going to sell out. Like, yeah, or they they undervalued themselves to such an extent that they could have made a lot more money. It's one right. or the other. Uh, did this ticket buying process, the Sears Center, this annoyance? Well, here's what happened for me. Okay, yeah, okay? Get, get it out. So I get through. It takes forever for the thing to reload. I'm I'm reloading the website constantly, ch- waiting for it to go from tickets on sale at 1 o'clock to get your tickets now or whatever. Yeah. And when it finally hit 1 o'clock and I hit reload, it took forever to load. And it, But it eventually did, and I was like, Jesus Christ, that delay is going to cost me valuable seats. Your heart's just going a yes, million miles exactly. Here. And I finally get through and go, one ticket, best available, fine ticket now. Go. And just wheel spinning forever. And now you don't want to refresh because... Yeah, it's telling me, like, do, don't refresh because then you'll be put to the back of the queue again. Just see this through. That's the fastest thing to do. And I'm like... Well, fuck, like, this is taking for goddamn ever. How much were you sweating this moment that a you lot. might not get a ticket? A lot. Oh. Uh, or that I wasn't going to get, like, a good seat. And, right. like, why am I flying out there if I don't have a good seat? Ultimately, at, at the end of the process, I was happy to have any seat at all. For sure, uh, yeah. <laughs> but but in, in this exact moment, I, like, you know, that's the reason I'm here is to get a, as good of a ticket as possible. Yeah. Uh, 
and I finally get through, and I get, like, the exact perfect seat that I want. I'm not on the floor, but I'm on, like, a side section that's, like, center, close to the ring, in about, like, row six or so. So you're above the, like, crowd of the floor, and you have a direct view of the ring. That's, like, my ideal place yeah. to sit if I go to, like, a house show or whatever. Yeah. It's perfect, you know? Like, you have the perfect sight line of the ring, and you're, you're not on the floor. Whatever. It's fine. That's the seat I got. I was so happy. And when I went to say buy ticket, like confirm purchase, we start spinning this wheel again. Oh, that's good. And, and like the site won't load. The, the site itself for me to purchase my ticket and confirm everything will not load. But you know what did load? What's that? The little countdown clock on the side to tell me how long I had to complete my transaction. So now this thing's ticking down. But the site isn't even there. <laughs> the one thing that works is the one thing that's going to kick you. Exactly. <laughs> so I finally get that through. Sucks. It finally loads up and it's like, complete your transaction, like create an account, put in your payment method, like do all this stuff. And guess how long I had to do that? Like 45 seconds. <laughs> and so I couldn't do it. Clock hit zero as I'm fucking typing out all my information as fast as I can. And it was like, uh, you lost the tickets. Kicked me. Kicked me right oh. back to the beginning of the process. So now your heart's broken. Yeah. Lost my great seat. But I guess I'll go through this process again. So I go, one, best ticket available. Now I'm going to put into a virtual rate waiting room. Well, what the fuck does that even? I, I've been to those before. <laughs> Let me tell you. Stay out. It's like, just just hang out in here in a virtual waiting room. It's when we're ready, we'll send you to the next spot. That's I'm right. like I'm like in purgatory. That's right. Yeah. I'm in ticket purgatory. Uh, Which has never felt further from heaven. Yeah, and then I get a ticket. It tells me that I can. Ha I found a seat that's like way at the back. Well, first I got upper bowl, and I was like, I don't really want upper bowl. Yeah, you'd rather buy secondhand. Uh, and though. then I tried to look, uh, so I went back to search for seats again uh, and was like, okay, I don't want these upper bowl seats. Let's see what else I can get. Search again, no seats available. Oh. Search again, no seats available. Search yeah. again, no seats available. Search again, no seats available. I'm like, I should have just bought that upper bowl seat. What the fuck was I thinking? Yeah, there? now you feel like a goof. And then I finally got through again because I assumed somebody got booted out of their ticket like I did earlier, and I've hopped onto it now. Right. Like, I assume this is why tickets are becoming available. Uh, and I bought whatever I could get. It was lower bowl at the back. Uh, and then I wound up finding a better ticket than that, and I was like, oh, I guess I can sell my initial ticket and move to this better seat. Yeah. And, and bought that, too. And then a listener offered me row four floor seats. Oh, my and Lord. I and thought, that was listener Fate Kane, I believe. It is, yeah. Yes. So Great huge dude. shout out. Uh, uh, hashtag good friend for sure. Yeah, him and his buddy, uh, who's they're both in my group chat, uh, oh, okay. wrestling DM group chat, uh, and I sold the other one to... Uh, I sold both of my tickets to guys in that chat. Oh, uh, nice. Tim Faust is, as well, one of the guys who's like a regular healthcare contributor for Chapo Trap House. Very funny man. And nice. A wrestling fan. Like, it was so cool for, like, you know, the community to just help each other. Well, I wonder if, and you correct me if I'm wrong here, but since you are buying a single ticket and making the hike alone, it's probably nice to know there is this community there that, that you're going to be not going with, but I, I think you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, tons of internet people that I've never met before, yeah. but that I feel like I know because I've chatted wrestling with a ton. So so let's talk about All In now. You're going? Yes. It's awesome. I'm gonna, I have great seats. I'm excited I'm spending for a week in Chicago. I, I, I'm debating buying tickets to StarCast. You have to kind of buy for the whole weekend, and there's only one event that I really want to go to, and that's the roast of Bruce Pritchard. Right. Uh, 
and then it's another like 130 bucks to buy a weekend pass of that. I'm sure there'll be good shows on it, and it turns it into like a wrestling kind of conference weekend. Right. But I don't know that I want to attend all that. I might have a better time just exploring Chicago. Yeah, I, I, I would lean to the latter in, in your shoes, but I'm not you. Uh, another giant shout-out to the hashtag good friends who are tagging us in the, the StarCast, like demanding that, that you that, and that I do. we be at StarCast, yeah, yeah. And now that every listener is you know on Earth listens to the show, it does seem like that's of course, the next. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Justin, what does this mean for independent wrestling? That something like All In can sell out 10,000 seats in, you know, the blink of an eye. I mean, it's remarkable. It means that, to me, the number two fed in North America is not Ring of Honor, is not Impact, is not even New Japan. It is the Bullet Club itself. Well, it is being the elite. Let's say America and Canada, because I think CMLL, if you're including North America, would probably have to be number two. Yeah, right? yeah, like probably. They do 30,000 seats That's regularly yes, in Mexico yes, City. Yes. But when I say North America, I mean, yeah, I mean I totally hear US you. and Canada. Here's my big follow-up, though, Justin. And this is, this is going to be maybe controversial. What can All In 2 do? Uh, How much of the draw is being at the first one? Yeah, because like I don't know that I would go to the second, even if I have a great time at the first. I, it, so it, much of the thing for me is like part needing of to be at where history is made. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think you're alone in that. I feel like part of the draw is like people have so much goodwill directed towards the Bullet Club, right? Just all this goodwill, and they want to show we love you. And we want to support you getting this thing off the ground. And I, I'm not. I hope that All In Two could sell 100,000 seats. But I very much get the sense that this is this is the event. And I'm curious to see what like a follow up version of it would be. I mean, it depends who would they who they'd be able to book for it. Right. And if they knew that they were going to be able to make more money, because I think they undervalued themselves. I think perhaps. Yeah. Then they would have more money to book with. That's true. And they would have like high pro. Right now, though, I think they're dealing entirely with their friends, and the money is immaterial. Right. It's it's the act of doing this creative thing I, together. I, I totally get that sense, which is so cool for, Yeah, as, as like a foundation for an event. Where, uh, if this rumored, how strong is this rumor that the main event is Okada Mysterio? Is that... I've heard it a, a, a lot, but obviously, like, who knows? Right. Until anything's official, like apparently Cody said on Edge and Christian's show that they have four separate cards and oh, configurations okay. of people that they're working with right now. And are kind of like still trying to piece out what the best use of everyone is. Is Okada Mysterio a suitable headliner for All In? Um, it's it's not. I wouldn't call it like a dream match, but it's something that we haven't seen before. Yeah, and it's a it is a draw. Like it's two guys that I'd be curious to see work together. I'm gonna say this, and I don't mean to venture into hot take territory, but I just feel like people are utterly sleeping on how good of a match this is. It, it not who knows about the in ring. Like it, yeah. I, I suppose it could go any way, but it is such. There's something about the weirdness that almost feels like Pride-era freak show angle to me. And obviously, these both there's no freak show angle in terms of, like, deficit of talent there. Mm -hmm. But, like, how the fuck is Rey Mysterio wrestling Okada? Like, it, it doesn't see at neither, at no, at a new federation. I, I kind of feel like it's a dope main event. Yeah, and I like it, too, because it shows me how deep the card is because we sure. know Kenny is challenging for the NWA or Cody, Cody rather yeah. is challenging for the NWA title who he's going to be facing. We don't know. They didn't announce Cody versus Nick Aldis. It could yeah. be Cody versus 
Who knows? Maybe Flip Gordon takes the title off. That of makes Nick a Aldis. lot of sense to me. Vixen Span kind of speculated about that in his Deadspin article. It makes like too much sense yeah. given what they've been doing on uh, being the elite. Also, the the good friends bringing things to life. We have been calling for Cody having that NWA title. I searched in the first keep it or kick it. It turned up on January 11th. So uh, you go ahead and you can uh, trace. <laughs> you got Titus Worldwide and you got Cody Rhodes with the NWA title right here. But then that still leaves Kenny Omega floating in a separate match still as well. So sure. that's like three main event level matches that I would be getting off of this show. Well, no maybe a what. box 1v1. There's and like, I'm a person who has long believed that CM Punk is going to be on this card. I don't think so. If he isn't, though, I'm not going to be disappointed. I don't think there's any all-in card that I'm going to leave feeling like, oh, I can't believe I came all this way. I, it's going to be an amazing time. That's I almost feel like, and I know there's people saying they need to announce matches, they need to announce matches. I don't know how much it matters at this point. I feel like people are going for a thing separate than the wrestling. Uh, and I think the wrestling, I think everybody trusts that the wrestling is going to be good enough and you're going to be satisfied in that way. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. Obviously, they need to start announcing matches, but I think that the event is probably going to be what the event is no matter what. Like and, I, like, for me, the fact that I know that the, a bunch of uh, the good friends of the good friends yeah. are going to be there and that I'm there for, like, a week-long vacation in a cool city I've never been to before, like, that is a draw unto itself as well. I'm starting to get jealous. I've always wanted to go to Chicago. Yeah. Shaw Town uh, is what I call it. Or sometimes the Windy City. It's going to be fantastic. I'm going to eat so much pizza. I'm going to have so many hot dogs. Oh, I'm hopefully going to catch a baseball game. Oh, man. It's going to be great. Uh, do you think it's too late for me to come? I do want to say one more thing about this before we move on. Go ahead. I'll start pulling and up. And that is, ticket. do you think it's going to be broadcast? No, I don't. I think it would be a mistake to broadcast it. Really? Yeah, I really do. Uh, if you... Because, I, I mean, I think part of the reason it's being allowed to happen is that they, ha they haven't signed away their wrestling rights to any of the companies that they work for. Yeah. It's their televised rights. That's what I mean. They can't get those people if it is going to be streamed. It's my guess. I don't have this on any information. But I don't think you get Okada if there is an iPay-Per-View. I really don't. Yeah. I don't think New Japan's like, go ahead and take our guy. At the same time, what doesn't it seem weird to have a huge event like this that only the live show gets to see? It, it unquestionably feels weird, but I think if that wasn't the rule put in place, I think the card would be worse. Like, if I were you, I'd be like, thank God this wasn't going to be iPay-Per-View. Because I think that the – and this is all hypothetical, but I just feel like you're not getting Okada, Omega, Rey well, – I guess Rey Mysterio isn't under contract with anybody exclusively. But I think there are guys you want on that card who aren't on that card if it is streamed somewhere. Hmm. Or they're charged more to perform. They probably just like film a bunch of it and make like a being the elite special. That's I could see that. I there's there's creative ways of getting around it, but no. I, sorry, do I think you asked if I think it's going to be streamed? Right? Yeah, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. But uh, obviously, as somebody who isn't going, yeah, I, I would like to be able to watch it. Uh, but but no, I don't see it. And another thing we were talking about before we recorded today is like, do you see Cody starting his own Fed? No, but I think he can make the NWA. I and I think he can also like. They can do an annual event like this. I he, think totally. They, I think if they – they could even do like twice a year possibly. Maybe not in 10,000-seat arenas yeah. every time. I think you keep selling it out if it's a once-a-year thing. I agree. I don't think you can do 10,000 twice a year. That's just my guess, but that that's how I feel. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> the overtime buzzer. Justin, it's time for uh, – I, mean, I just felt that that was important stuff. I and agree. I spent a lot of time talking about my own process there and not like the newsier elements well, of we, this. Well, I'm glad we touched on it all because yeah. what I'm here for is the personal element, but uh, that's just me. Justin, let's get into what I know is your favorite segment of the show. Is it? I don't know. Is it? It. I said I know, but I don't know. <laughs> I kind of like it. Yeah, it's you kind of like it's it. It's a great one. I look forward to it every week. Is it your favorite? No. What is? 
Uh, you'll have to wait and find out. Oh, you demon. I love the tease. My favorite part. My favorite. Se- Actually, I'll tell you when we get there. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah, Good yeah, hook. You're yeah, a professional. Yeah. Justin, this is not your favorite segment, but it is a segment, and it's called Keep It or Kick It. How it works is uh, one of us drafts up a list of roughly 25 items for the other one, and we read them aloud. The other person must respond with, I want to keep it, which means they like it, they love it, they want some more of it, or they kick it. They hate it. They never want to see it again. Scuttle it out of here. Get out of here. Get rid of it. Justin, are you ready to jump into this week? I've week's? never been more ready for keep it or, or kick, kick it. it. Justin, I see champion Chad Gable. Oh, keep it. But, I mean, is he beating Seth? Is that who beats Seth? No. It's just like in the future. Sometime this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Keep it. Keep it. Big Show starting a tag team and winning the tag titles. With who? Up to you. Doesn't matter. Big Show and a tag team again? Yeah. Um, Raw needs tag teams, man. So, yeah, I'll say keep it. Ken Shamrock returning. Keep it. (laughs) You know how I feel about that. Bobby Lashley's hat. Uh, kick it. Rey Mysterio getting unmasked at All In. Kick it. Andrade Cien Almas. Fe- I saw him unmasked on WCW recently. Jarring, it's right? fucked up. It's jarring. Uh, Andrade Cien Almas feud with a babyface Rusev. Uh, keep it. Lana versus Selena, right? Yeah. Seth Rollins being the one to dethrone Brock Lesnar. That's the biggest keep it of all time. Who Whoa! else could it be at this point? Whoa, it's got to be him. What about Daniel Bryan? I said it to the chat that, like, well, he's not on Raw, so he can't win the title, right? He can get there. But you, you're going to hold on to Brock as champion for another year? Watch me. No. I would, I'd give up on Raw if that happens. Well, I mean, we've, somehow we've got to get to Roman Brock 8. We fantasy this of on course, the other show. Of course. Uh, a Finn Balor versus Dean Ambrose feud. Uh, keep it. Yeah, that'd be fun. I feel like it might be janky for some reason. Yeah? Yeah. Uh, Their styles don't complement? I don't know. I just don't feel like it'd be a great match. Yeah. And I feel like Dean outshines him on the mic too much. Yeah. Feels I don't weird. know. It'd be good. Yeah, then that's two baby faces too, so maybe kick it. The, the bar breaks up, leading to a Sheamus and Cesaro best of seven series. Uh... Kick that, please, <laughs> into the sun. <laughs> the Revival doing a full-time return to NXT. Uh, they were on a house show last night. That's right. And I, I don't know if it got a huge pop, but what a dream match it was. Lord Almighty, Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong versus The Revival. Yeah. I would have just freaked That's for that. incredible stuff that Oklahoma City got to enjoy. But do you want a full-time return to NXT? <laughs> they do need a shine-up at this point. Like, the main roster has done them no favors. No so favors. So it could help to go back heat them up, and then bring them back again. I wouldn't be opposed to that at all. I'd say keep it. Keep it. Uh, last man standing is a stipulation in general. Um, Yeah, it depends on how long the match is. That's right. If you do a last man standing match that's like 15 minutes, what was the point? If no you do point. a last man standing match that's like 40 to 45 minutes, now I'm we're super talking. into that. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, Ronda Rousey's run so far in WWE. Keep it. It's been, you know, it's, it hasn't been perfect, but... Overall, she's fun when she's around. Roman Reigns beer koozies. Uh, kick that hard. <laughs> a J&J security return. Oh, keep it. I love those guys. Are you kidding me? Bobby Roode getting a new entrance. Uh, I mean, that's all he is, so he would be nothing at that point, which I guess is what you want. But I still enjoy the entrance, I guess. He just needs a new character, so keep it. Kyle O'Reilly is the North American champion in 2018. Wait, kick it. I want to keep his entrance and kick what you said. (laughs) (laughs) Kyle O'Reilly as the North American champion? In 2018. Uh, After... uh, He takes it from Cole. Ooh. No, I don't see that happening. But do you want it? Not really. I'll say kick it. Other wrestling podcasts. No, kick them all. <laughs> My man. 
Uh, Tamina. Kick it. Just done, like I can't imagine her <laughs> with all of the new blood that's on TV now. I could not imagine Tamina returning to the company. See, I think this is her chance. <laughs> uh, and finally, Justin, after his contract runs out and AJ Styles' New Japan IWGP title run. Uh, yeah, yeah. When is this, when does this contract run out? I think it's the end of 2019, as I understand it. Uh, would he have more to do in WWE at that point? Probably not. Yeah, I'll, I'll say keep it. And that was keep it or kick it. I don't know. Sorry if I wasn't super interesting with my reasonings this week, but I guess no, I'm supposed I, to keep it rapid fire. That's anyway. the thing. No, I felt like you. You, if anything, did a great job this week. Yeah. Okay. Oh, you're being too hard on yourself. That's okay. That's okay. Can I share with you, with you something right now? Yeah, yeah. yeah. A secret about myself. Tell me a secret. Can I tell you what my favorite? segment is oh you're really feeling it now yeah, okay yeah because yeah. it's here okay every week i look forward to round number two <laughs> nice round two fight justin i'm gonna say a, a wrestler's real full name okay and you have to guess who it is okay Brian Lloyd Danielson. That's got to be none other than Mike the Miz Mizanin. Ah, oh, Justin, you were so close. It is, in fact, his dream opponent, Daniel Bryan. Oh, what? Justin, while we're here, why don't we talk about Daniel Bryan a little bit, like for 15 minutes or yeah, so? Yeah, sure. I think that's the purpose of what we agreed to do today. Oh, yeah. I forgot the beginning of the show happened. <laughs> <laughs> Justin, oh. Daniel Bryan, he was, a, I think, still your favorite wrestler, mm -hmm. uh, a guy who has made his, his return to, to full-time prominence in the WWE. But I don't get the sense that the the community is all too happy with how Daniel Bryan's being used, which is in a feud with uh, the man Big Cass, and uh, just sort of being weekly on on SmackDown. I think people were wanting him to feel a little bit more special. Do you get the sense? Not that this is how you feel, but that that's what the sort but of general there temperature are, that is. There are complaints that his matches don't feel amazing, and that he's being wasted in this mid card feud. Yeah, there's a lot of people complaining about Daniel Bryan being back already. And I think it's ridiculous, honestly. Oh, God bless you, JMO. This is why we do the show. I've seen the 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 phrase bandied about a lot that he how quickly he already feels like another guy on the roster. And I, I who am I to tell people how to feel? But he gets the biggest reaction every week. Every show. Every show, no matter what happens. He, like he, bigger than anything that happens on Raw. Just him coming out is the biggest thing that happens every week. And I, I won't even speak to audiences. And you're, you're right. He's as over as he was as a GM. Like, he still gets massive reactions even though he's being seen every week. But for me, and I can only speak for myself, Daniel Bryan still feels special. I still feel very thankful watching him wrestle Absolutely. in the ring. Just watching him do any single one of his signature spots is like... Jesus, I never thought I would get this again. It's almost a shame we're on the same page for this one. So maybe I'll try and devil's advocate a little bit oh, this round. I'm going to hate you. That's okay. That's all right. We'll get through it. We'll regain our friendship in the, the question segment. Will we? Probably not. It's going to fracture us forever, oh, I feel like. Well, Jesus, you're really making this into a thing. But okay, but what do you think? <laughs> should, uh, should Daniel Bryan have been used? Uh, should he have been put instantly into a feud with, let's just say it. Should he be feuding with The Miz right now? No. Because here's the and thing. And why not? Tell here's him, the thing. Like he He came back... At the perfect time for business, and so much as that, he came back for the biggest show of the year in terms of buys. But I don't think, like, WrestleMania 
is is WrestleMania for smarks anymore? WrestleMania right. is a show for casuals. WrestleMania is a show where they put the biggest draws that they possibly can, but not necessarily the best matches. Certainly not. Uh, and like you know, it's not even the results don't seem to matter all that much these past two years. Yeah, it's like it's if anything, it's like a punishing show for the people who tune in every single week. It's like none of the shit that you watch every week matters. Yeah. Here's a bunch of part timers and big stars that I was able to collect. Right. Uh, which is insulting, if anything, to the main people. Like to me, I think like Money in the Bank is a more reliably like mm. thrilling and spectacular show for the weekly audience. How, than, how strange is it that I think you and I both just share like this very weird love for the Money in the Bank pay per view? I think it's spectacular. It's like I think outside of the Rumble, it's probably like maybe it, even over the Rumble. Like I look forward to Money in the Bank a great deal because it sets into motion like this thing that goes. And I'm glad so it's long. both shows. This year, again. like three like, guys, I think in, that yeah, helps it. it's more or, interesting. It's four from each, actually. But uh, regardless, um, here's the thing about Daniel Bryan. Like, yes, it's the perfect time for business for him to come back for WrestleMania because that's the most high-profile match he can have in of the year, and that was something that was built to for a very long, long time right. as well. But in terms of like what comes next. He also came back at the very worst time he could possibly come back. Yeah, because, like, that's, that's interesting. You go right from WrestleMania, like the high of highs, into just like the doldrums of we got to kill a bunch of time now because we don't want to waste anything that's like too money that we're saving for our money show in the summertime in SummerSlam. And if it's even more money than that, then that's next year's WrestleMania, right. baby. Like, you know, like the, well, this, this is an awful time to be a wrestling fan. We've talked about it week after week. SmackDown has consistently been decent to very good. I loved this week. But, but, but you know, Raw is just punishing right now. Right it is now. a bad time to be a fan because we are just in like summer stasis until the build to SummerSlam starts. So I just all the things that you want to see Daniel Bryan do that he's not doing right now, he's going to do them. His time will come. This it's is, just not right now. Every year I feel like people forget that Elimination Chamber and Money in the Bank both do eat up like the shows leading up are just qualifying matches. Like that's yeah. that's what happens every year before these pay-per-views and it, the the complaints are renewed every year. I want to say this, uh the complaint that Daniel Bryan should have been used more sparingly. This you you got to be some kind of shit-eating wild man to hold this opinion. Like if Daniel Bryan is back, I want him on SmackDown. And he's got to like he's got to work as much as he can to be able to be the best guy we want him to be again. Like there's rust to shake off right now. 100%. Now, I think like the brain of like psychology and how to put a match together never goes away. He's obviously still very good, but like he needs if reps. he's going to get back into best in the world territory, the guy's got to work. He's got to work every week. It's it's interesting to me. I think the one complaint I would be uh sympathetic to is that like going back to this cast feud after he tapped him out seems bizarre. Like I I don't know what the feud is now. Like, he's still small and Cass is still big, but the small guy beat him up. Yeah. So, like, I get that him being locked I mean, into it, it seems right now the storyline that I took away from this week's SmackDown promo was, like, it's almost like Cass's character is that the, the crowd hates that this is still happening. Right. Like, Daniel Bryan said, 
I'm back. I should be winning championships. I should be the top guy. And Cass showed up and was like, you're still stuck with me. <laughs> yeah, I was... Everyone boo that this is still happening. <laughs> and I did I did get that uh, uh, taken away from it too. And and listen, I think Cass is – he's. I'm not going to say holding his own, but it's, it's a better big cast than we got before he was injured. It does feel like a bit of a wonky pairing, but I, I still am happy to see Daniel Bryan on the show than almost anybody else on SmackDown right now, besides the unbelievable promo from Joe this week. Yeah, it's just like, I, 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 who would I rather see Bryan work with right now? I mean, probably Joe, but what Joe was that? already tied up with Roman when Bryan came back. Uh, and then, and then Joe, like, that's still, that's a huge money match. That is... I'd save that one for down the line also. Dude, you know? Joe Bryan? Yeah. Come on, player. Who doesn't want that? Yeah, but, like, it's- again, like, you got to think business-wise and when these things can happen at the biggest times, and that's not immediately. Like, you know, I as much as it makes sense to build a cool show and have, you know, like a show like No Mercy, which was a nothing pay-per-view that they put, can like, you, a WrestleMania caliber card on. Sorry. No Mercy. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, you know, like, but that show ultimately sucked. And, yeah. And they gave us these matches we wanted, and we were like, ugh, no thanks. Yeah, sorry about that. And, also, and like, those aren't going to be remembered, because that's ultimately a nothing pay-per-view down the line. You right. know, like, these things have to happen at important times, and whatever fucking pay-per-view we just got, I can't backlash, you know. Oh, yeah, that happened. That's not... That's not the time to do these things. Yeah, it, it, this, this uh, I guess, new era where we're getting less pay-per-views, I think is, is interesting how it manifests here because it feels like the TV should be hotter, right? Yeah. Because you don't have to save things for a pay-per-view every two weeks or whatever. But it just hasn't manifested that way. But I think your point is... I mean, we is, did get the best AJ Nakamura match. Yeah, how weird was that? Television. I thought that was the best WWE uh, Nakamura and Shinsuke match, definitely. The, like you, you had mentioned right before we did the show, the Exploder Suplex was great, but the I, I, thought, I thought Shinsuke's off. Offense. finishing sequence was incredible. Yeah, uh, I was I was very happy with it. But that's not about Daniel Bryan. No, sorry about that, Justin. I'll steer it right on back to our good man, like, Daniel Bryan. How cynical do you have to be to already feel bored of this guy, to me? I guess I just don't... I, I do understand that, especially relative to NXT, where you don't see everybody every week, that a guy can feel, as they put it, just like someone else on the roster really quickly. But I guess I don't know what else you want from them. I'm not going to contend that Daniel Bryan's match feels as special as his return at WrestleMania, but nothing is going to feel as special as a return at WrestleMania. Yeah. My expectations aren't tow. I think your point is salient, that he's back at a downtime, but I still feel like he's a show highlight within that downtime. So also, feel- people were freaking out that he lost to Rusev last week, and it's yeah. like, well, he can't just... Like, I don't want his gimmick to be that he's back and he's undefeated forever. This you know? was, I think I said this on the show, but I don't understand. Like, it's like well, Daniel Bryan can't be losing. Have you watched Daniel Bryan before? He, he <laughs> like, also lost because he took a beating from Cass. Like, that wasn't made explicit last week, but it was this week. Like, yeah. Or Cass took credit for it anyways. Like, you know, and also, I don't know if I made this point last week. I certainly said it to you privately. I don't know if I said it on the show. I fully imagine Daniel Bryan advocating to lose to Rusev. You said this on the show, yeah. I feel like people are, like, concerned on his behalf about things that he probably doesn't care about, you know? like If I thought that they... They wouldn't have brought Brian back and put it through all that testing if they didn't have some plans for him. They just wouldn't have. So while he may be in a bit of limbo with big casts right now... What, what are you going to do? There's That roster is so deep that the next feud, like once you're at Money in the Bank, which you have the pay-per-view match, it's going to be something good. And like they played, it's people felt like Brian losing to Rusev 
was like a nothing thing that doesn't matter and will be forgotten about. And I'm sure it will in the long run. That's probably true. Maybe. But it played out as a big deal this week. It was the focus of like Rusev's segment. He was like, I am beat Daniel Bryan. I deserve private locker room or whatever. You oh, know, like Rusev's the man. Uh, that was the whole comedic structure of that scene. Yeah. It was like he's a star now because he beat Daniel Bryan. Right. Like and that like Rusev needs something, you know? Well, not only that, it's a complaint I've we've, made on the show. We've People been clamoring for Rusev to have something for so long, and he gets it, but at the expense of Daniel Bryan, so somehow now it's bad. I, I almost feel like we need a segment on the show where I just broadcast the worst tweet I saw all week, like the absolute <laughs> worst take. Just put someone on blast. I, and I'm not going to name the person here, but I do believe there are a listener who said that they need, need to turn Daniel Bryan heel right now. Oh, my God. It's the God. only way to reinvigorate, like, interest into him. And I, I was just so taken aback. Can you imagine turning Daniel Bryan heel right now? His promos are still so good, man. Like, he's... He's a perfect babyface. He should never be heel. He is what they want Roman Reigns to be. Imagine know, like, a world running with a babyface Roman Reigns and a heel Daniel Bryan. Imagine if somehow they feuded yeah. and like trying to convince someone that one was the bad guy and one was the good guy. Like we talked about this during the like Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens, Shane McMahon feud about like could oh, they yeah. turn Bryan against Shane? And, and that made Brian heel. No, no, that would make Shane the heel yeah. because no one is ever going to cheer against Daniel Bryan. You couldn't turn Daniel Bryan heel against Jesus Christ right now. Like, I, 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 I just feel sort of tone deaf. Now, that said, obviously this isn't this isn't the Miz feud, but the fact that you're like waiting for it, wanting it, and salivating for it proves the point. Yeah, like, and like it's okay to wait for something you want. Ultimately, you when, when we when we get it, they're going to give it to us a bunch. Oh. Like just look at AJ Nakamura <laughs> right now. Did you see that meme? It's like WWE, you guys want AJ and Shinsuke. And then it's just like all, all the six posters. But they, they made us wait like six, seven, eight months for it before they gave it to us so that when it happened a lot, it would still feel like a big deal. And now you're if we'd seen five Daniel Bryan Miz matches at this point, you'd be bored of that. You know, build I some agree. anticipation. I fully agree, Justin. It's just, I, I can't, like, how long, we waited, what, like three years for this guy to come back? Yeah. How dumb do you have to be to be like, I'm sick of him already? I, I don't understand it. Justin, I, I don't have anything else to add about this. Do you feel, do you feel complete about uh, your takes on Daniel Bryan? Yeah, it's, I mean, the, we have no argument, right? There's this, no, we've, we're in full agreement. This is the thing. It's so, like, so if you, if you disagree with yeah. us, I'll happily argue with you on Twitter. Exactly, but I can't yell at Josh because, it's, you, can. you know. Can I? Here, for the last one, what, 90 seconds of this round? Yeah. Here, I'm, I'm going to say this, okay? okay? You just respond to me. Okay. Dan O'Brien, listen, he obviously lost something in the time off. Like, he's not as good. He's not as electric as when he left. Yeah, it's obviously so he obvious. lost something in the time off, you fucking idiot. Because he wasn't wrestling for three years. You can't maintain a skill you're not practicing <laughs> just by sitting around and wanting to do it. Though he probably has a ton of ideas. I bet if he was given the opportunity to have a fucking 45-minute match, <laughs> he could have an absolute banger classic. But that's not what he was given. He was given an eight-minute match with Cass and we all thought it was pretty good. You know they're just going to have him feud with Cass for like six months. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> I regret doing that. I felt like I was under assault. Thank goodness the round ended and saved my life. Well, you were. Justin, <laughs> it's time for, uh, I mean, what else could you call it? But the people's segment. It's yeah. time for 
Sunday Night, Night Tweet. Tweet. And Justin, uh, for maybe our first-time listeners or last-time listeners, as we know they both exist, Sunday Night Tweet, well, generally speaking, I scour Twitter.com, but this week you did, looking for tweets of uh, members of the active WWE roster, looking for something that was, I can't speak for you, but interesting or stood out to you in some kind of way. You are now going to read those tweets aloud to me this week, and I must guess who the tweeter in question is. Do you understand the rules, Justin? I do. Do you understand them? Because it's you who is playing this week. Listen, I'm going to speak frankly. We've done this, what, maybe two or three times where I'm the guesser, mm-hmm. and I get very anxious about it. I do not look forward to these. I get stressed out. I know I'm going to do poorly. I prefer being the, the runner of the show, but here we are. We found ourselves in this well, situation. You're going to be – you're going to have a tough time, bud. <laughs> Thanks. I think, you, I think you're going to go two for five this week. Okay, that's, I, that's double what I was expecting. We're, we're going to hear from two people who I believe – I'm not entirely sure, but I believe are making their Sunday night tweet debuts this Oh, my week. goodness. Okay. And there's nothing really – telling about who they are from their tweets. Oh, good. So you might uh, not have the easiest time. Okay, that's it. Be generous with the okay, hands. Okay, and we're going to start with one of those uh, people <laughs> in ra- in question number one. Okay. Uh, question number one, Josh, or tweet number one, I should say. Yeah. Uh, you're you're going to love it. It's one of those quote tweets that the kids love. That's and your you're, gimmick. I hate them. And you're the kid, so you should love them. The kid, Josh C. Uh, and, and the person that he's quoting is also a kid. Okay. So And I bet this kid loved it. Okay. Because it is former... WWE Tag Team Champion Nicholas. Oh, is it really? And he says, Join me as I take a look at Mattel WWE WrestleMania ring plus Braun Strowman, Sheamus, and Cesaro action figures in my first toy review. Oh, cool. I hope you like the time lapse and slow motion effects. And he posts a YouTube link and it's a photo of him uh, with the toys. Did you watch it? No, I did not. That sounds kind of cute. But he's quote tweeted... By a gentleman who says, great job, Nick. Now come back to Raw so I can beat you. (laughs) One, two, three. (laughs) Really? Yes. (laughs) Okay, so this is a a heel on the Raw roster. Uh, I'm going to say presumably somebody in a tag team. Well, they took it off Sheamus and Cesaro at Mania, right? Mm -hmm. But those guys are on SmackDown now, so that doesn't make any sense. Um, Hang on, can you read what the tweeter in question said again? Great job, Nick. Now come back to Raw to so Raw. I can beat you. One, two, three. Come back to Raw. Now to me, oh, this is someone making their debut. Okay, so it's not Scott Dawson. That's sort of where my mind went. A heel on Raw. Um, can I, I'll give you one hint, and maybe this will give it away. Don't do it then. Save save me some hints for later okay, when I'm doing okay, really okay, poorly. Okay. Who's who's a top end heel on? Maybe not a top end. I'm gonna go with uh, Mojo Rawley. I'll give you a hint. Okay. Because it was not that. Okay. Uh, we're going to say that you got this one wrong, but I'll see if you can okay, get it on sure. a second guess. It's someone who desperately needs the win. Oh, is it Curtis, uh, Haw- Kurt Hawkins? It is Kurt Hawkins. Oh, shoot. Yeah, Ryan Myers got that. at the Kurt Hawkins. Oh. Great job, Nick. Now come back to Raw so I can beat you. One, two, three. Oh, gosh, that's a great tweet. I wish I would have gotten it. Uh, we will go to tweet number two this yeah. week, uh, which, of course, uh, I will read verbatim. Okay. And the person in question says, going to get us a hog. (laughs) Hashtag oath. Hashtag ceremony. Hashtag family. Going to get us a hog. Going to get us a hog. I think that has to be uh, Noah Dark. No, uh, of course, Justin. This is uh, Sexy Amelia Earhart. This must be your girl, Sarah Logan. Of course it is Sarah Logan. Well done, my friend. So what? She was buying a pig? I guess so. She's like having some kind of southern wedding, I guess. Oath. 
Ceremony so, family? So she's dating the one guy from uh, not War Machine anymore. Um, War. I forget what it is. Raiders. War Raiders. That's right. Yeah. So uh, is they, she? Did, yeah, yeah. That's like a perfect. Uh, <laughs> I saw a picture. merging of gimmicks. I agree. Between the two of them. And you're gonna love this. I saw them. I'm not joking. I'll show you the picture after at a Renaissance fair together. Oh my god! Uh, I gotta tell you, there's something about Sunday Night Tweet that sometimes will endear me to people. I've become kind of a Sarah Logan guy just from. Like, I love this, Sarah Logan. Yeah, I'm all in on her. So uh, yeah, there you go, Sarah Logan, sexy Amelia. Of course, you you always know it's her who's gonna show up. In tweet number two, or Noem Dar, perhaps. That's right. But you have no idea who's going to show up in tweet number three. I certainly don't, Justin. Tell me who it. Or, well, don't tell me who it is, but say the tweet. I may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Voltaire. Okay, so is it an annoying right winger? Is that right? It's a person who's just quoting Voltaire. Is it Samoa Joe? N- is that your guess? No, sorry, sorry. I- I'll tell you when the official okay, guess. I'm trying okay. to think. He tweets like a philosopher. I may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Voltaire. Oh, gosh. Okay, so this We're going from someone who, you know, is easily identifiable by how <laughs> dumb their their language is to someone who's really putting on airs here. And yeah. I, a, a thinker. I know for me, I always quote Voltaire. Uh, now, my problem is that this rings to me as someone who's like a free speecher, somebody uh, a little right-leaning politically, of which there are no shortage on the, the WWE roster. Okay, I have no idea what the context is or why they thought to post this, but they, they tweeted this two days ago. Two days? Is the two days ago significant here? No, nope, not really. Okay. Um, somebody tweeting a flaw. Okay, well, let's take a, a nicer route to it. Who do I feel like is a well-read sort of uh, intellectual on the roster? Is that is that a better direction to go? Yeah, maybe. Okay, so I'm not guessing Cesaro, but he is someone who who I think is sort of like an intellect on the roster. Mm -hmm. Um, I uh, may not agree with what you have to say, but I'll defend to the death your right to say it. Voltaire. Voltaire. Uh, I'll make that my guess. I'm going to go with the Swiss Superman, Cesaro. Okay, Josh. Well, I hate to break it to you, but you guessed her in tweet number two because of how stupid she is. It's her again. It's Sarah Logan. She returns in tweet number three. That's not Voltaire. fair. That's not fair. I mentioned her a bunch of times while you were guessing. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Sarah Logan's out there quoting Voltaire. Yep. Right after I said how much I like her. I know, right? Oh, God. Gosh, you really set me well, up you there. you were close when you were like it's a right wing leaning. And I that's know. kind of her character. Right? It is. If I would have known she was on the table and she wouldn't have come up before, my fr- I was going to guess AJ Styles. That oh, okay. was, okay. but then I decided to. So I was wrong. That was that, those were her two tweets consecutive. <laughs> one was on Tuesday and the other one was on Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, Sarah Logan! Whoa, what could you say? Yeah, what pretty, am I? One for good. three? Uh, yeah. Fuck, I suck. Yeah. All right. Uh, this one is tweet number four, and you're gonna have a hard time with this one too. Go ahead. It's a gentleman on the roster uh, who I think I don't know if he's ever been in Sunday Night Tweet before, though I've definitely guessed him a few times. He's okay. come up before, but I don't think he's ever been in it. Made an appearance, okay? And he says. I miss wrestling, dot, 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 dot. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. Oh, okay. Hang on. I think I actually know this one. Yeah. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think. I don't want to say it aloud, but I think it – is this someone – was he in the Greatest Royal Rumble? Yes. Yeah, I think I saw this. This is uh, Mike Kanellis. 
right? It is. Yeah! That's like, yes! <laughs> I, knew that. I saw this this week. Somebody retweeted into my feed, or maybe it was on the Top Marks feed. I saw this one. That still counts, though, that I yeah, saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I miss wrestling. Mike Kanellis, I know this. Complaining about how he, where is he? We, ne- we never see the guy. Yeah, he was better off being the obvious third banana in the kingdom. So. Yeah, he, he <laughs> should just go back, probably. Gosh. At this point. Poor More high profile. I'd feel bad for him. Except How are they not using, like, Marie? I guess she had a baby. Yeah, she had a kid. Or, or is pregnant? I don't know. If, did they have the kid? I think so. Okay. Well, I don't know. There you go. Tough to feel bad for a guy married to You'd Maria. You'd think Canales. that Maria would be a star. That Vince would use her, but I guess she's at home with a baby. Yeah, like, I guess so. Like yeah, maybe they're hanging out. Yeah, maybe. Who do you think the better father is of the Mikes, Canales or Mazanzan? I have no idea. I, it's impossible for me to say. I mean, I feel like the cleaned up Canales, you know, no longer drugs or liquor, like right down the middle. Mm-hmm. That's probably a good father. And also, like, I bet the love between father and daughter or son, I have no idea what the what sex they're being. Yeah, is. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I bet you that is the greatest, the greatest, greatest love of all. Isn't that a great thing? Burning up, up in your love. love. In your love. <laughs> well, I love that theme. It's the best. Oh, man. All right. So I'm two for four. That's yeah, not the yeah. worst. Yeah, I thought, you'd, I thought you'd go. What did I say? Two for Yeah, I, I, I said three, maybe? No, you said two. If I get this one wrong, I'm right in where you thought. All right, all right. So I'll do my well, best the, to get uh, it of wrong. Of course, you know what tweet number five is every week. It's my favorite tweet of the week. Yeah. <laughs> and it's in this case, it's mine, too. Okay. And the tweeter in question says... I stand in solidarity with the people of Palestine. Hmm. Okay. I stand in solidarity with the people of Palestine. So somebody, first of all, would tweet about that sort of thing, which I feel like limits it. Okay. I don't want to just say Sami Zayn because I feel like, I feel like he's most likely, but there's other people. Um, Alistair Black, or Zack Sabre Jr. is not on the roster, but I feel like he would tweet something like that. Um, are there any, there's no Palestinian or descent, ra- oh, I get, oh, fuck, see, this is tricky, um, I'll, I'll go with the underdog from the underground, give me Sami Zayn. It is Sami yeah? Zayn. Yeah, Sami! And I picked a hell of a week last week to say fuck Israel. Yeah, wow, you're, because, uh, you're, you're. You, know, you Pro- look. I was prophetic once again. Your wrestling pariah goes into uh, <laughs> geopolitical situations as yeah, well. Yeah, you were like, can't believe this guy said fuck Israel, and then they shot a bunch of protesters. Yeah. Uh, now, while I'm in favor of shooting protesters, uh, <laughs> as we all know, uh, only if they're protesting at abortion clinics. Oh, okay. <laughs> so okay. Uh, uh, beyond that, uh, yeah, I don't know much about that situation, but I do know that it's, it seemed to me that people were not too happy with Israel, which you called on the show last yeah, week. Yeah, they killed a bunch of doctors and shot some journalists. And uh, it was not, uh, you know, you can't just indiscriminately open fire on peaceful protesters. That is not acceptable behavior. Here's the nice thing about being me and knowing nothing about anything. I trust Rob Russo and Sami Zayn enough about things that I just sort of piggyback on their stances. Ah, okay. So uh, good to hear. <laughs> there we go. Good to, good to know how I feel about that this yeah. week. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, we don't have a round number three to get into. No, but I did go three for five. You did. That's that's better than I was. But I was I got very lucky having seen that Mike Canales tweet this week. Yeah, I really did not think you were going to get that one. Yeah, I don't know how I would have because I don't think we follow Mike Canales on the Top Marks we account. Do not. So I don't know. But yeah, I saw it this week. There you go. 
Um, but yeah. So we're going to jump right on into the uh, mailbag question. Yeah, my favorite part of the show, which I will broadcast. Yours is round number two, but mine is the, the Twitter course, mailbag. Yeah, famously, famously, I love round number two each and every week. No matter what the round is, it always somehow turns out to be your favorite, which is, I mean, just magical, right? <laughs> uh, but let's jump into some questions. What do you say, JMO? I would love to. Let's do it. Uh, do you, uh, should I read the first one? Um, sure. Comes to us from former guest of the show, uh, man, a great Twitter follow, uh, the smart, handsome brain at the underscore Zoobs, the Zoobs, and he just says, "Battle of the Super Juniors pick." Okay. Did you watch any of this press conference this week? I saw a bunch of gifts of it. Okay, I, I only watched the Marty Skrull, uh, I guess you would say promo. I don't know. Okay, I saw I saw like Hiromu's uh, like book. Oh, sorry, I saw the gif of this funny. too. Uh, and he, to be clear, he is my pick to win the Battle of Super Juniors this okay. year. Uh, I think what, is, what does they? What do they get from it? It's just a shot at the title. Uh, correct. Yeah, the the junior. But the champion can also enter. Just like the G one. Yeah. Okay, that's weird. Um, but the G one does that too. And then you get to pick if you win. You pick your champion. opponent. Okay, correct. Okay. Which they have done once before. I want to say with Tanahashi winning the G one, but I I could be wrong about okay. that. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm picking uh, Hiromu to win this. I think it'll be a Hiromu Marty Skrull uh, final. I'm only basing that off of they seem to be getting the most shine going into it. And it's it. the most interesting match, I think. Oh, I would love the match. I mean, who who could deny it's that? It's also so well built out of the match that they had at Wrestle Kingdom exactly. where he's taping him to the outside and like removing him from the match. Granted, he does return to the match. He, but it's definitely Skrull like, versus Hiromu for a long time in that absolutely. match. Absolutely. Uh, so I think that's what you're going to build to here. Um, I'm actually pretty excited for the Battle of Super Juniors. I'm not going to say that I'm going to watch it every day because, as you know, it's just like it's so much to keep on top of. But as soon as we get into like quarterfinal, semifinal territory, I'll definitely be tuning in. How about you? Uh, yeah, I'm, I'll, I'll be into it towards the finals for sure, though I'm sure like all these guys will have some awesome matches in the <laughs> early rounds too. So it's just like... It, it's just like the G1 where it's like it's too much. You almost have to just trust someone else to watch and be like, here's the things you need exactly. to watch. Cause, uh, but but I think I am going to try and make a more devoted effort to tuning in now that I have New Japan World. It's on in the mornings and I work from home sometimes during the mornings. You've so. got Hiromu winning though? I have Hiromu winning. I agree with your final, but I'm going to go Marty Skrull as yeah. on this because I just think uh, what they did in the press conference is probably the most interesting angle for a title match yeah. between Osprey and Skrull. Uh, that if I mean, that is seen it. if that is the basis of the feud though for the belt at that time and Skrull wins and Osprey leaves the division like yeah that makes the Super Juniors feel big at the same time uh, or at the same time uh, like one of the coolest guys is leaving you know I want to say two things quickly they in the Battle of Super Juniors last year you got Skrull versus Osprey so I don't know if that's a, a weird as thing. the final or in the tournament no just in the tournament I think actually the opening round okay. Um, but I, I just want to do uh, put a little bit of a spotlight on Marty Skrull's presentation at this, uh, the presser. He talks about, and I wish, all I could think of is I wish a guy on 205 Live would do this. He takes the podium, and I won't repeat the whole thing, but he basically says, Will Ospreay keeps talking about how he's going to put on 20 pounds and go up to heavyweight. I don't view going to heavyweight as an improvement. Every guy on this podium, these are the best guys. This guy should be representing our division, and he isn't doing it. I'm here to take this belt. Sort of what Miz is doing with the IC belt, yeah, I guess, yeah. in some ways. Like, this is the belt. I thought this was dynamite. I, I yeah. wish a guy so would do that. That's what I want. That's if you're going to tease me with that, give it to me. You yeah, know? I don't think that's a, a bad call at all. Uh, our next question comes to us from Danger Boy sixty nine four twenty. He writes: If Seth Rollins is going to the main event pitcher, who would you want to beat him for the IC belt? I think there's only one guy. I, I think it kind of has to be Jason Jordan. Am I wrong? Apparently, he's healthy again. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. I w- I'm going to take uh, in you know. Uh, unconventional choice here. Okay, yeah. And say no one. 
take the IC belt to the main event with you. If you're going to oh, have no. a if you're going to have a satellite champion, if you're going to have Brock Lesnar continue to hold this belt for another 6 months or however long, yeah. then Seth should be in the main event. I mean not not maybe not main eventing a pay-per-view over a WWE World Title match sure. on SmackDown, but like the main event of Raw absolutely right. should be Seth uh, uh, with the with the IC belt right now. Let's I agree with that in full. Let's presume he means he's going to face Brock Lesnar. Okay. And he's he's going to drop the IC belt. Is there someone I think uh, though at the same time, I think the most interesting way for him to face Brock Lesnar is champion versus champion. I can't argue that. Yeah, that's that's interesting too. He does like an open challenge for like 10 weeks. He's like there is no one it's tricky. Yeah, I, I could I could see them doing that. If the, the goal is there isn't if the, f- the goal is for Seth to beat Brock and become universal champion, then who beats him for the IC title? No one. Have him just drop it once he wins the universal. Like I just hate vacate that. it. I hate the vacating of titles. I, I just But it's it's I, it's better than having anyone beat him on the way there, I think. Yeah? Yeah. That's kind of what they did with like when Stone Cold was the IC champ. The, oh, there's definitely precedent for it. Seth himself has been a double champion. Before. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I just don't prefer it. But there we go. Uh, J-Mo, no one, and I say Jason Jordan. I, I mean, if I have to pick someone. You don't have to. Then. Um, we, we like the idea of Chad Gable there and keep it or kick it. Yeah, yeah. If, if he has an open challenge that just goes long enough that it's like a Cena sort of thing where. He was worn down by having these dynamite matches every week. That's a thing. Then Chad Gable would be a great choice. I don't think, even if he doesn't win it, I need him to answer that open challenge on Raw. Because I think you you give those guys 25 minutes and you've got some fun on your hands. You know who it really should be, though? Who's that? Um, Alberto Del Rio should make a reprise surprise return. Uh, with like a maybe a fat guy in a scooter who's oh. like talking about <laughs> hey. if Mexico and America were a joint company or joint country. No, I'm I think you were closer with joint company. Yeah, <laughs> yes. yeah. Worst gimmick in history. <laughs> uh, just our next question this week comes to us from Wes Watanko at Westanko. Where I think the best thing about uh, Alberto Del Rio being the guy also yeah. is that like he just doesn't have a defined finisher. <laughs> He'll just like Kick finish him. finish a match. With a different move every week. Kick them. So you never know when the end is coming. Yeah, wow. That's what I want in a pro wrestling match. Exactly. Wes Watanko asks us, in your opinions, both of ours, what one name wrestler's gimmick of having one name works the best and which ones don't? And then he says which one he thinks works for him and doesn't. Uh, So is The Undertaker somebody with one word or is the count as a word? Uh, I think Undertaker probably counts. Then I think he's probably the best, right? Yeah. Like, it's not really a name. It is his name, though. Yeah. It's so weird. It's like a relic of the past, right? I, I kind of agree with you. Kane feels like more of a name than Undertaker, yeah. and I couldn't explain why. Because it's because it's like an actual biblical name, even though if that's not the way it's spelled back then. I know? guess that's true. Uh, nobody, you've, there's never been a human being named Undertaker. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> what a shame. Yeah. Until I have a son, ah. I will name him Undertaker Morissette. That's actually a beautiful name. <laughs> uh, what That's the JMO promise, baby. <laughs> My firstborn son, Undertaker Morrison. I, I got to say, I, I absolutely love it. And that's, I, yeah, that's why no lady uh, wants to have a child with me. That is not true. No. Uh, and you're tall enough that I feel like your son could carry an Undertaker thing. Okay. Like, it'd be a, uh, a tall kid. Yeah. Uh, what are some other could good ones? the tombstone. He brings, <laughs> he brings up Goldberg, which I think is a good one. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's, uh, it's what do you think of viscera? It's kind of like a recent phenomenon, right? What, what do you think of viscera? Is I, I have a visceral reaction to thinking Whoa. about. Uh, 
it's kind of a recent phenomenon, I feel, for Vince to just strip guys of their names. Yeah. I'll say one that I don't like. Uh, I've always preferred him as Antonio Cesaro. I, yeah. I think that's a better name than just Cesaro. I never understood the one name thing for him at all. Like, yeah, I think about Rusev his... is better than Alexander Rusev. I could so get I there. Agree yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the one, yeah, I guess those would be some that. that I think trying up. to make Apollo Crews just Apollo is a big mistake, though. Was that is that a thing? Apparently, they tried it for a couple of weeks and then gave him his last name back. Yeah, God, I mean that that sounds like it would be Apollo. <laughs> yeah, just Apollo. Yeah, hard pass on Apollo. that. Apollo, here comes Apollo. Yeah. Um, I I think Andrade Cien Almas is going to get a name taken away. I hope not. I just, hope not. But too. just one name. I could so see him, just Cien Almas. I could see him being Cien Almas or just Andrade. Andrade, like I like Andrade. Andrade is such a cool name. I just like the whole thing. Andrade, Cien, Almas. When Selena yeah. says it, I mean, it doesn't hurt that she's extremely sexy. Andrade, <laughs> 100 Almas is what they'll change his name to. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. It's uh, the Cien that people are having the trouble with. <laughs> I know we just put up the 100 emoji when we talk about him, but, you know, we really need to make it literal. Andre, Andrade. No, change his name to Andre also. Andrade. <laughs> Who can say it? It's too difficult. Andre Cien. Yeah. Andre 100. Andre 100. Terrible. Isn't that too close to Andre 3000, Vince? Who's that? Yeah, uh, he has no idea. <laughs> hey uh, Just our next question this week comes to us from Anders Lau at A Loud Brother. And he asks, or says, I suppose, add a wrestler to these tag teams to turn them into factions. Okay. Okay. So may, should we just alternate here? Yeah, sure. Or okay. we'll, we can make our pick for both. Okay. We'll uh, both make picks. The Bar. I feel like it has to be another European. Yeah, I thought I thought the Miz was great with them as a trio. Oh, that's I, not bad. I, or uh, when Samoa Joe was with them too, I thought that was great too. I feel like Joe is better used elsewhere on this list, so I'm going to yeah, save I them. agree with that. So um, I'm going to go with the Miz. Okay, you go Miz. I'm going to go. Uh, I'll go Rusev here. Okay, a uh, bit of a League of Nations thing going on. Because <laughs> that worked so well the first time. Gosh, well, I mean. Yeah, forget it. There's a lot to say about the League of Nations. I, I think in some ways an over-delivering gimmick for what they were given, uh, but in other ways a horrible, horrible thing. That killed, like, every guy that was involved with it, save for Alberto, who was never really hot to begin with. <laughs> uh, how about uh, Brizango, Justin? Who are you going to add to Brizango? Who? A, a comedy guy. Somebody I feel like can bring a lot to the table comedy-wise. Yeah. You know what? I think he's never really been allowed to flex his comedic chops uh, on WWE TV in a significant way because of, like, they want to keep him as an intimidating force. But at this point in his career, when he's just kind of a guy who's still hanging around, we talked about him a little earlier. Okay. I'm going to go with Big Show. Big Show and oh! sketch comedy is hilarious. Big Show is very funny. I, I really like that pairing, actually. I think that's fun, like them sort of doing their and thing. he finally gets to do comedy in a consistent way and not have to worry about, well, what are we going to do when we want him to be a monster again? You already have other people for that. I f and I also feel like he can like be their enforcer. Like They're so established yeah. as wimps that Big Show can get them some exactly. wins. Exactly. I like the pairing. Exactly. Uh, I'm going to go... Uh, I just feel like his gimmick slots in so easily with them. I'm going to go with Ty Dillinger here. You know what? You put them all together, what do you get? I don't know. Fashion show. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, we have to do it. It has to be done. Yeah. Fashion... Done. <laughs> but Ty Dillinger is not a bad pick either. Uh, yours is much better. Yeah. I think the Perfect Ten thing just works with theirs, but just the name fashion show is good enough mm -hmm. to overrule any of my ideas Yeah, there. when they're like writing up tickets for somebody's uh, clothes, 
Dillinger can just call someone like a perfect zero or something. Like, oh my gosh! It works. I'm, I'm very the fashion in on this. show is very good. I'm in on it. Uh, how about Bre- or Brizango? Yeah, how about Brizango? Justin, any ideas for them? Um, uh, <laughs> what about how about Titus Worldwide, Justin? Are you gonna add to Titus Worldwide? Titus Worldwide. Yeah. To the existing tag team of Titus and Apollo Crews. And I suppose Dana Brooke in a, in a and way. And Dana Brooke is their manager. Yeah. Um, hmm. I'm trying to think. I feel like this is the hardest one on this list. Yeah. Definitely. Who needs some sort of backup like this? Yeah. Who needs rub in the lower card? <laughs> like, this is what makes it so difficult. Yeah. Uh, here's an idea. Yeah. And I hate to do this because it's literally the Vince McMahon thing of, like, uh, what, what if all the black guys got put together? <laughs> yeah. But Jason Jordan is coming back, and he's annoying. I could see it. What if Titus Worldwide leaned into being kind of like annoyingly corporate heels? Yeah. I, I don't think they're that far that away. That they were that. all about the brand, you know? Yeah. And like I, marketing opportunities, but in a heel way. I don't hate that at all. Uh, I'm going to take a little bit of a different path with it. Uh, this is assuming that... That he's like their star athlete. It's too close to the Miz, though, I feel like. I don't know. I, I think you could separate enough, especially backed with Titus. I think I think there's a way of doing that. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Aiden English here. Uh, okay. If, if, he, if they do do the Lana breakup thing, just hearkening back to your original idea of Titus Worldwide, like As signing like an some talent. Conglomerate. I could see Titus really getting behind Aiden singing in a way that... And, and Aiden positionally makes sense. And yeah, and you change it to like TWG, the Titus World worldwide yeah, group yeah that's and like and it's just like an agency yeah i think i think there's really something yeah, there so i'll go really i'll go with it in english how about for uh the fellas near and dear to my heart the top guys the revival a third guy in to the revival a third top guy uh he'd have to have like the work rate would have to be strong just i think i have the best answer for this one do you mind if i go first on this one sure, i feel like you've it. trumped me in all of these go you've done it. better uh, I'm going to go the opposite route here where I'm going to call someone up and elevate them to the revival. I want to see Oni Lorcan join the top guys. Ooh, that would be great. You know what? Oni's been getting so over lately. It, it's crazy. Did you watch him and Cole? I did. Uh, dope. And, and like, just like seeing his Twitter, people are going nuts for him on the house shows. Like When he just says... I just thought he was dead on arrival because same. his name is Oni Lorcan. <laughs> and he's like the most vanilla looking guy on he's Earth. He's a great wrestler, obviously. Biff Music was rad. Well, he's a, he's a brutal wrestler yeah. is what he is. Like... He, is he the stiffest guy in the company? Do you Just think? like biggest downgrade in name to go from Biff Busick to Oni Lorkin. This is not me saying this. I forget which one of our friends did. I think it was Desharm. But it's like, how could you change the name Biff Busick? It's like the best wrestling name. Yeah. Uh, but I think Oni Lorkin, another guy who's sort of no flips, just fists, works stiff, uh, like cut and dry, old school. I feel like he slots in with the top guys really naturally. Absolutely. Uh, so I'm going him. Do you have anybody else you think might be good or even better? Uh, you know what? If I'm going to go with somebody who's on the main roster, who fits in from a work rate perspective. And also, you could draw some like storyline reasons for him to join. And yeah. they would know each other's tendencies oh. so well. From their long-standing feud, oh, I don't Chad yeah. Gable That's joining the revival. That's I love that. Like the wrestling, it's you'd have to adjust his gimmick a little bit, but the wrestling's bang on. Yeah, yeah I, I just like give him an attitude. It's like if Chad Gable started smoking cigarettes, he could join the revival. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get a cigarette smoker on Raw, please? Uh, and finally, Justin, authors of pain. I, I think we both got Samoa Joe. It, it's just too natural, right? Yeah. Like it's it feels like the three. Destroyers. Like that felt like when the shield was together, that 
would have been the way to, to beat the shield, but uh, yeah. I digress. Uh, you want to hit me with a little question? Absolutely. This one comes to us from Coca-Cola LLC, our gender-fluid listener whose gender is, is a fluid. fluid. <laughs> he writes, if you could give one wrestler outside WWE a total Divas-esque reality show, yeah. who would it be? So it's tricky. I, my mind initially went to Marty Skrull, as I kind of feel like he's somebody outside of the, the Fed that I'm, I'm very interested in. But I feel like there's a lot of content about him. So I'm actually going to go a different way. I'm going to go with uh, Nick Gage here. Okay. Uh, a brutal guy. Uh, not the best guy, but someone who's been to prison, may go to prison again, lives sort of a, a hard-living rock style. I mean, the Total Divas thing you're not going to get an actual documentary out of, but he's definitely somebody whose life I would like to, to peep into in a, in a very real way. So I'll say Nick Gage. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with someone who I think it it would be like a, a – a tour documentary sort of because he's just working and traveling so much sure yeah i mean i think no matter who you pick it's that on some level right it is yeah uh, but also uh unless you pick someone wildly unsuccessful he is of course uh you know part of a, a high wrestling uh, a high profile wrestling like power couple also in a way not on the same level of like johnny gargano and candice Lorray. Okay. But I am going to go with Joey Ryan and Claire James. Oh, or, or that's Laura good. Or Laura James, rather. That's good. Uh, Joey Ryan's a great call. Like, Joey Ryan, I feel like, is a fascinating guy. He's very funny. He gets himself into all kinds of situations out there in the indies. Yeah. Uh, I think if you were to make a show just following him around, there would be a ton of comedy that could come out of it. I wouldn't want to, like... Uh, overly like total divas it to the point where you're like scripting storylines no, for no, it. I, th- yeah. I feel like it would be interesting just enough on its own. Yeah, the gauge one doesn't work scripted, obviously either. But yeah. but that sort of thing. Just our next question this week. Oh, he didn't change his name. How did I get to have to read this twice in a row? <laughs> Horrendous and shambling scoots, Brodo. How dare you, Josh? At Scoot. how dare you? At Scoots Brodo. Scoots Brodo is so kind to write into us every week, and this is how you talk about J-Mo, it. It's in his name. No, Look. it's not. His I'm name showing is Scoots you. Brodo. Wow, that is. It's well. not in his name. Well. You disgust me, Josh. <laughs> I had that coming. Uh, you've discovered an ancient wrestling genie. It wants to grant you three wishes, but they have to be about wrestling. What are they? We're both gonna pick one. Uh, okay. Mine is literally that they stop pushing Roman Reigns and turn him heel. Okay. Uh, mine is no more words on the screen. They've given that up, though. Have they? Yeah. I feel like I saw it last week. Oh, no. Well, they've given I up. Didn't see it to, I didn't see it on SmackDown this week. There haven't, it hasn't been, like, tons, I guess, is maybe what I should say. But, yeah, that is the absolute shit. Okay. Uh, so those would be them. Do we have a third one? Um, third wish. I want to see uh, Justin Morissette on a pre-show panel. Yeah? Yeah, that'd be one of my wishes. Okay, I appreciate that. That'd be yeah. really fun for me. Yeah, I'll, I'll go along with that. There Why we not? go. Thank you. Uh, our next... Oh, yeah, sorry, you. Next question comes to us from Tranquilo Pachico at Blair Pachico. He says, the year is 2018. Yes. WWE Greatest Royal Rumble has just happened. Yes. Vince McMahon has decided that since no women wrestlers were featured on the show, they're doing a network special Queen of the Ring tournament. Hey. The winner gets a title shot at SummerSlam. Okay. Who is the inaugural Queen of the Ring, and how would you book it? Okay, so I followed up with them. Nia and Ronda are not in play for this. this that's who the, the person is going to be challenging, is the winner of okay. Ronda and Nia. Okay. Um, and for myself, I'm using this as a means to rehab Sasha Banks. Uh, yeah, my final is Sasha versus Bailey. I mean, naturally, right? Like that. That's uh, finally where we get it. Yeah. 
And, uh, you know, they say it's no hard feelings, but that's the very beginning of their, like, blood feud is uh, that, like, Bailey can't stand that she lost. Yeah, uh, that's – it's funny that we're exactly on the same page here. I would book mine that that's the blow-off. That that feud somewhat does deserve, like, main eventing, quote-unquote, its own pay-per-view, and I think mm-hmm. that's what this Queen of the Ring would be. Uh, I'm having Sasha go over in that situation. So I don't would know I. about you. Yeah, Sasha was my pick to win also. Uh, Sasha Ronda, in a weird way, seems like the most fun thing you could do with Ronda for me, even over Asuka for some reason. Yeah, uh, you can think about how you want for that. Even I though feel like the feud would be better in terms of, like promos and like heated that's, hatred. That's exactly why I feel that way. Yeah, the match itself probably Oscar or like harder hitting, but but even then, it's not like Sasha's a bad wrestler. Yeah. Uh, so so I have Sasha winning it in the finals against Bailey, which it sounds like so do you. Yep. Very cool, Justin. Our next question this week comes to us from. I wonder though if the reason they kind of pulled the plug on the dissolution of Sasha Bailey is because they're eventually going to have to get to this four horsewomen versus four horsewomen thing, mm. and they can't do it if two of the four horsewomen fucking hate each other. I hadn't thought of that. I don't know, though. Like, Jessamyn Duke, I'm only going off of how bad her MMA career is, yeah. but I already feel like she has a lot of work to do to be a decent Of course, wrestler. of course, yeah. The, the but that's, that's interesting. It, it is interesting. You just have to keep those four on, like, the same page on some level. It's the same reason why we keep expecting Becky and Charlotte to turn on each other on SmackDown, and that's right. not happening either. A- exactly. You're, you know what? That's a gr- you're probably bang on about this. Justin, our next question comes to us from Brock Lesnar's neighbor. What? Now, he lives in Saskatchewan. Really? He doesn't actually live near Brock Lesnar, but he sent us something this week about uh, Brock going to this farming show in Regina. Very great. Awesome. Uh, A.O. at 0687 on Twitter. And A.O. Asks, Chico. A.O. Chico. And he asks, or says, what is one thing a wrestler you dislike does really well? And he cites the example of, for him, Dolph always runs up the ladder full speed in ladder matches. Okay. Which is something that drives me mental when guys don't do it. So you can think of something, uh, a wrestler you don't like. Something if you had to say, hey, wow, you know, all this, but, you know, he does this pretty well. I don't know. Who do I hate, though? Not even hate. Probably like Mojo. Oh, oh God. Okay, fine. I don't think there is anything nice to say. He runs the ropes at top speed. Yeah? But, like... There you go. You know, it's the bare minimum you could say. Nice. That's, and he's just like always has. He's high energy, but it leads to nothing. You know. Yeah, that's that seems. Yeah, he's high energy. That seems like something nice you could say. Yeah, I don't hate Finn Balor at all. Like I feel like he's. I like him more than I like Mojo Rawley for sure. But I'll use him here because he is a guy who I think that people just perennially overrate. But who could deny that he has a, a good look and a cool entrance? Uh, so I think that I don't, does that count for something he does really well? I like when he enters. Yeah, I guess so. So, they, kind of I, a hard question. Yeah, I, I I'm struggling to think of like somebody that I re- there's a lot of people that I just don't like, but uh, I'll say that those that that Finn Balor's entrance. Uh, why don't we switch the order and you read this one and I'll read the next one. Oh sure. Uh, this next one comes to us from our pal. It's uh, Jordan Descharmes at Funny Man JD on Twitter. New- it's nice to see that he's on Twitter finally. It, I I was telling him forever you got to get on. Tw- he's a guy who belongs on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, so at Funny Man JD, if uh, the people want to follow one of uh, our boy Jordan Descharmes, Jordan there you go, local comedian, and he says. With the announcement of Chuck Liddell's return, so those who may not seen, long-running UFC star and uh, lightweight, light heavyweight champion Chuck Liddell at uh, age, I think, 47, announced he's coming out of retirement this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, so with the announcement of Chuck Liddell's return, do you think fighters of his fame, level, and caliber would be better served in pro wrestling part-time than in the octagon? Absolutely. I thought this was a really good point that I hadn't considered. That is a way to cash in on being Chuck Liddell 
without having to inevitably go get knocked out again by somebody. I thought, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, like he's not going to die in the ring in wrestling. No. He's he's going to be protected. And now I'm not saying give him a WWE title shot, but certainly he has some star power, and I think he should cash it in in pro wrestling rather than MMA. Yeah, he also asked if like Ken Shamrock should come back, which obviously we <laughs> talked about it in Keep It or Kick It today, and I've talked about it many times before. I'm strongly in favor of that always. Yeah, absolutely. Dude. Are there two people on Earth who'd be happier with a Shamrock return than you and I? I don't think so. <laughs> the world's most dangerous man. You know what I watched this week? What's that? Was uh, In Your House Canadian Stampede. Wow, that, are you just trying to appeal that, to Blair Pacheco? That five-on-five uh, tag match it's, was amazing. That card is great. Shamrock's in that main event, and it was great to see him, too. Uh, maybe I should go watch some more Shamrock stuff. Every time I watch him, I'm like, Shamrock rules. Like, everything about him rules. You got a question there, Jamie? Yeah, there's one final question. Oh. Uh, and it comes to us from the co-host of Real Good Show, in fact. Stefan Hack? Uh, no. Oh, he's not too famous. Him. <laughs> he, though he is developing into a wrestling fan. Is he? Yeah. We've talked about it before. But he's been sorry, watching the pay-per-views. I should say still? Stuff. Yeah, he watches the pay-per-views. He enjoys it. Can he's, he come on the show He's and a talk casual. He's a big-time casual, but, you know. You do another show with him. Enjoys. Get him on here to talk about he it. He enjoys. So, yeah, you know, he's... The, the guy's enjoying himself watching the program. I'm, I'm happy to hear that. But no, it comes to us from the other co-host. The bad boy. Of Real Good Show. John Collins. It does indeed. And he says, with the announcement of Chuck Liddell's return. Two Chuck Liddell questions this week? Should Joshua cut his hair like Chuck Liddell? <laughs> <laughs> like the mohawk and the Fu Manchu? Mm-hmm. I think for sure you should have his facial hair. Absolutely. Yeah, the Fu Manchu feels like a, a no-brainer. Uh, should I cut my hair? I mean, I'd lose my job. <laughs> Justin, show me a picture of Charlie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, the, like the short trimmed handlebar mustache. <laughs> and then a mohawk. And then a, yeah. And then a, a buzzed mohawk. Can I, can I tell a quick side story here? Sure. My aunt dated a guy once with that mustache and mohawk, like exactly with the soul patch and everything. Yeah. And claimed that he didn't, he had never seen Chuck Liddell before. So you were like, oh, you got the same style as Chuck Liddell. And he was like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, motherfucker, stop it. Like, you're going to have that exact, like, you dreamt up having a mohawk and a Fu Manchu with a soul patch. Like, will you stop it? He was he was a prick. Well, uh, my answer to that question is no, I shouldn't. What uh, my answer is for sure, definitely. <laughs> absolutely 1,000%. So what you're saying is you hate my sex life. No, I just think you would do well if, like, it's a perfect summer look, you know? <laughs> is it? Is it a yeah, perfect summer yeah, look? Yeah, cool down for the summertime. <laughs> just, you know, by, <sighs> by uh, you know, l- letting your, your heat escape your head oh by gosh. getting a, a shaved mohawk and shaving that beard off for a little Fu Manchu. Why don't you do it? Oh, my beard's special to me. <laughs> Not mine. No, no, no. no. Oh, Justin. I have no affection or affinity for your beard. I don't blame but you. But I have a ton for my own. I have affection for your beard, too. <laughs> Justin, I think that does it for this week's episode of Top Marks. Yeah, I think so, too. It was a fun one. I had a good time. Me, too. And I always do. With you, me, and the good friends, it's uh, it's always a good time here. If, if you like this good time, if you want us to hear a little bit more of it, you can always head on over to patreon.com slash topmarks. Throw a couple dollars in the hat. Yeah, we put out an Infinity War Avengers bonus re- movie review. Review episode this month, correct? And we're going to be doing a, a retro pay per view review at some point. We got to figure that out in the next week or so as well. We, we don't know what we're watching yet, so maybe you have some suggestions. Yeah. Whether you're a twenty dollar donor or not, if you give us twenty bucks this month, you get to pick yourself. But, but maybe kick us some suggestions as well, because uh, 
I don't know. It'd be fun to watch something cool that I'm not even aware of. You yeah, know? that's uh, yeah. We'll we'll think on this. Are you free this Sunday? I think so. Yeah, well, maybe that's when we do it. Uh, uh anything else you want to talk about here, JMO? No, just uh, thankful for everybody who did come out to the penny mm. during my magnificent run hosting Raw there. Yeah. Uh, whether you listen to the podcast or not, there were a bunch of people who came out uh, who just like came to love wrestling just by being at the bar while it was on and would come out week after week. It was a it was a very fun experiment to see like how casual people take to the injection of pro wrestling into their lives. Wrestling's a sweet thing, man. It, it really is. It was very is. fun to share it with people, even if Raw has been very bad for several weeks. Yeah, I mean, Raw isn't worth its weight in my shit right now, but good Lord, it's, <laughs> I still like wrestling. And, of course, thankful for the people out there as well who listen every week, and uh, even if, whether you donate to the Patreon or not, we are happy to have you with us. I am I am thankful, but only to the Patreon donors. Okay, well... Yeah. You know, I I'm uh, I'm the more inclusive fellow of That's the right. two. It sounds like I have, I have no surprise there. Like. Yeah, yeah. Wait, no surprise that you're more inclusive than me. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably true. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, till next week, stay hot, stay spicy, stay tasty great, because you're curry man. Wah wah wah. Titus Worldwide! Josh, we hit a milestone this week and we never even fucking talked about what it one it? single time. What's a milestone? 50 episodes, bud. We're halfway to the century mark. That's the what? big 5 0. We never talked about it once. Why? Why? You can't say that anymore. Yeah. <laughs> what, what do you think we'll make? Okay. Here, I'm gonna I'm gonna say a number. Okay, and you okay. tell me if you think we do an over under of this amount of episodes. Okay. 175 and a half. Oh. I, I think we're going to have a falling out by then, yeah. probably. We're t- we love pro wrestling too much to not turn on each other at some exactly. point. Exactly. But then I feel like we'd reform. Story. Yeah, yeah. We'd go do separate. I'd do a, a wrestling podcast called Top, and you'd do a wrestling <laughs> podcast called Marks. No, we both do a wrestling podcast called Half Marks. <laughs> uh, and yours is successful, and mine is like, I don't know, me and Matt sitting on a couch being like, oh, Raw is the shit. <laughs> <laughs> and then eventually... I find it in my heart to forgive you, ultimately, because I assume it's you who's wronged me. <laughs> so I think I think we agreed that I would turn heel of we the two did. of us. I'm not, se- I'm not selling out. I'm buying yeah, in, Yeah, you'd bitch. go corporate. Yeah. I'm too punk rock for that shit. True. Goodbye. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. This is, we can't do two weeks in a row with no gill. People will riot. What? Somebody, uh, uh, I don't even know what the voice is anymore. Yeah, I, I said Gil, not Justin after <laughs> he had a stroke. <laughs> it's, it's me, Gil. Oh, I'm no, a it's... member of the Beatles now. <laughs> I think that's a good thing uh, to call uh, it. Ask me about my octopus's garden. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> Titus Worldwide!